Ladies and gentlemen, what is going on? We are back for another episode of uh, the ABJ podcast, and I should probably take down that photo so you can see my face. Here we are. Ladies and gentlemen, I, we have a great guest once again lined up for you. We are about halfway through the month. Another double shot coming up with uh, another episode later on tonight at 7 o'clock. So make sure you come back here at 7. And then after that, a live stream with the NXT watch along. So we got you're going to see my face three times if you want to tonight. Or you can just block me from the internet and never see me again. It's your choice. As I take a little sip there. There's going to be a lot going on in the voice box. I'm not even wearing an independent shirt, so I dropped the ball there. But, uh, yeah, make sure you check out the links below for not only my stuff, but for my guest links. And um, two injured wrestlers at the moment uh, can use your support. Adina Steele and Philly Mike Swanson, their links below. They have uh, subscription services as well as um, uh, links to their merch page. Or you can just add them on social media. Say what's up. Say you love them and keep showing them that support. If you are brand new here, make sure you hit that like and subscribe. Uh, we are live currently on Facebook, on Twitch, on Twitter, and on, um, there's something else there, YouTube. YouTube is a big one. So if you guys can head over to YouTube and uh, hit that subscribe button, that would help out tremendously. We're sitting at 452, so we're halfway to 500. The goal is trying to hit 500 by the end of the month. Can we do it? I don't know. I feel like it's going to start getting a little petering out here towards the end because my the highest I've ever hit on YouTube is 583 subscribers, and it took me four years to do that. So I'm getting very, very close, and I've only been doing this a couple months with this new channel. But uh, like I said, a lot of cool things coming up. Make sure you follow along for that. Um, a lot of new content coming uh, coming soon. Um, movie, pod, movie, music, television, video games, anything pop culture reviews are coming. Um, and I'm welcome to have guests for that as well. Um, I'm going to start the first couple ones, I think, solo, just kind of reviewing something myself until I can get more people who are willing to do so. Also, horror movie reviews with myself and my wife. Every Thursday, I'm doing wrestling content. Um, well, almost every Thursday. Sometimes we take weeks off with, with me and BP Burke, so that's coming. Um, brewery and dive bar reviews are coming, so I'm going to go to a local bar, bring a camera, um, and a little tiny camera GoPro and experience and record my experience and tell you about it so you can go experience maybe these cool little dive bars. And if you don't live close, you can experience them through the, the lens of the camera on YouTube. I think that's all I got coming up. I think that should be it. And then more ABJ podcasts. But without further ado, let me bring my guest in. The one, the only, I don't know how I feel about this guy. No, I'm joking. I love this kid to death. Vincent Torres. That's right. That's right. The A student, baby. A student. A student. Right. Let's start right there. Yeah. Because that's a bold, that is a bold yeah. name to make while you're at the sanctuary. The ace student. Yeah. And 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 he and he did it to be funny and he did it to be and, and to set a moment. But it was very funny when Trotsky pulled your card and uh told Ace Austin that that is your name going yeah. to the sanctuary. <laughs> uh, the pure fear in your eyes and regret and realize like oh boy i i cannot believe someone actually told ace awesome yeah. my moniker going forward was my one of my highlights of 2020 <laughs> yeah and i wasn't even sure if i was actually wearing the shirt because i have the shirt like i have the merch and everything made that says a student so and then all of a sudden travis dorian comes up and he yanks up my jacket my sweatshirt and luckily i was wearing this like this roman Reigns shirt so yeah 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 yeah, so when when someone says uh, in front of Ace Austin, like you know what this this this, this asshole's going with the <laughs> yeah the Ace student baby, but listen man, that's that's a that's a motivating thing, and I think that's what sets you apart from uh from from what a lot of people are doing right now in this in this area. You're part of a new generation at the sanctuary. Yep. You're kind of the leader of a generation because you have a little leg up on a lot of them because you've you've kind of put that time in a little before your your crew, which we'll get into in a moment, but. That that's got to be a motivating thing. If you're going to use the term "ace" in inside that building, and your world champ and your champion, your world champion yep. is Ace Austin, you better you better work your ass off to live that because that that's all that guy does. He that's trains, right. he works out. He's his legs are the size of NFL running backs. He has the hardest work ethic in professional wrestling. So if you're going to be in a building where he's your world champion, he comes from as well. And you're going to use the moniker the ace student boy you better have a work ethic and and i and i think you're 
think you're on your way to do that. I've heard a lot of good things. Uh, try, uh, um, J.S. Hawthorne, or I, I don't want to use his shoot name, but he's, yeah. he's been, uh, very vocal about your work ethic you put in there and how they, they almost have to kick you out of there because you're, you're there so much. I have my own key now, so I'm in there more than they want me to now. <laughs> I, have this, um, I have this new kid, uh, Brian. Uh, he he does camera and all that. Now I was just with him. I was just in there with him a couple like a couple days ago, working on him, getting him ready for the next season. So I'm excited because you know, I don't take the name A Student lightly. I, I started calling myself the A Student after I had that best of three series with uh, Crispy on the initial proving grounds, and it was for the top student position. So. Once I like that was like determined and I had beaten him, um, top student. Well, you know, we had the stampede coming up, and we all had to cut promos on who's on Ace Austin because we all want that shot against Ace Austin. What a better way to do it than the Ace student versus the Ace of the Sanctuary? And then the first thing I could tell was like, you don't even know Ace Austin. I'm like, well, Ace Austin is in Tanahashi and he's the Ace of Japan, right? But huh. he's still in Japan, so you know. I'm doing my thing. I'm trying my best. Uh, I'm trying to put in the work and get better every time I'm there. Yeah, and it's it's crazy to say that because you know they say the ace of Japan, but I I think when it's all said and done, and we talked about the career of Ace Austin in 10, 15, 20 years, I think he's gonna be up there with the AJ Styles of the yeah. world, and I, I think he's gonna be someone who's just who's really gonna make a mark in this business. Yeah. Um, and if you think I'm crazy for saying that, uh, you'll see. We'll we'll check back in in a couple of years, and you're gonna be like, holy crap. Blackwell, you weren't playing around. No, you're absolutely right. I was actually on like a call with a few of my friends online. And, you know, they're all a bunch of wrestling marks. They all have their opinions. And they're like, you know, it's Austin's a C-tier wrestler. I'm like, well, bud, uh, the level, like the difference between a C-tier wrestler and a D-tier wrestler is this much. Because a C-tier wrestler doesn't make it to New Japan and impress the entire, doesn't win over their audience, right? Because they have this such a respect for the sport and like what we do. So like to win them over and like get them emotionally invested into what you're doing, you're doing something right. That takes you from C tier to something like beyond that. Like now you have an atmosphere. Now you have something around you. And, and listen, a lot of people are probably going to give him that because he's, I know, I know they get a bad rap, but I, I don't think it's justified at all. And that's impact. Um, oh, yeah. I think the big, if impact was on cable television and it was accessible for people to watch and it wasn't on a channel that you may or may not pick up on your, on your TV, uh, or you need to pay a subscription for, to go watch it. Impact Wrestling storylines are as good, if not uh, better, than anything that we're going to watch on TV right now. Their their roster is very young, even though they need to lean a little heavier with their younger roster. <laughs> looking at Impact, uh, you have a guy like Ace. You have all these really really talented young people, and then they're like, let's bring in this veteran that has peaked thirty years ago and have them go for the world title. Uh, Old habits. Uh, anyway. <laughs> But it's just, it's just like, man, you have this real young roster rock with it. So sometimes Impact can be their own worst enemy, but what's the, what is there in that roster's Impact is very, very good, and I think they have a, a crazy opportunities. But, I mean, a, AJ cut his teeth in Impact and then went over to Japan and then killed it. Hell so yeah. he's kind of following that footstep. So to say that he's not going to be that top tier at some yeah. point, I think it's kind of crazy. No, he's definitely – like. Like just from watching his match with Schultz, like just being like right there, and like you just you feel it, right? Because you can feel off what wrestlers give. Like this whole thing, like every time I'm at training, I always like it, oh, it's always a word out of my mouth. Atmosphere and atmosphere in pro wrestling is like the most like necessary like necessary thing to have. And when Ace walks in, he commands the room. Mm -hmm. He sets he sets the standard for what's a wrestling match. And he gets in there with our top star and JS Hawthorne for that year. And he's running laps around them. He's wrestling laps around J.S. Hawthorne, a guy who kicked my ass earlier on in that season. So, yeah. like, it's just you got to understand that, like, there's tiers, and he's he's S-tier. He's S-tier. Yeah. Now, I am I am reading the chat. I am not uh, ignoring you guys. I will get your comments up there. But, I, I, like I said, this is a po podcast format, so I don't want to go too crazy. But if you do have any questions as we go, please ask them as we go. So, Savage in the chat, thank you. Uh, Teresa, we love you to death. Thank you for hanging out. Uh, uh, Ace Austin's on a rocket ship. Uh, Crispy says he was there for a promo. What a, what a bum that kid is. Thank God he's, okay. you know what I mean, thank God he's as far away as possible and, and we don't have to see or hear him, not even Ever his leg. Ever um, again. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, 50 year old Bully Savage. Bully had a, had a good match with Josh. I agree, but Youngtown needs to shine. Yeah, it was a fine match. But uh, they they definitely need to push that younger crowd. 
so professional wrestling, obviously we already kind of hinted a a few things there and talked about it. When did you catch this bug? When did it uh, become a thing in your life? Was it always something that was in your household to walk us through finding that, what we, this crazy thing we call professional wrestling? Yeah. So when I was younger uh, and I lived in New York, because I'm from New York originally, but uh, it's just cast out that like I was born and raised in West Hazleton, which isn't the case. And it, it was this one bedroom apartment. We're all living with my great grandmother because, you know, times are rough sometimes. And um, so it's a bunch of us in this one bedroom apartment. And every time eight o'clock Monday, my great grandfather would always put on Monday Night Raw. And my first like my favorite experience, like I hold it so dear to my heart is I came in during the Rey Mysterio CM Punk feud. So Rey Mysterio is all time favorite. CM Punk's an all time favorite. Um, and just the way like I got to watch a small guy like take on the guy that's bullying him like and they're both small guys like now that I'm like older I see that like they're both like around like my height range and all that mm-hmm. um it was just the way they they pulled me in like it was like a larger than life story and it was enough to like take the it was enough to distract me from like what reality was it was enough to be like hey this is pro wrestling and now I'm a fan. And from there on out, I was hooked. I went, I watched all the Netflix specials when we didn't have cable. I would go and watch everything they had on Netflix. I would go and watch everything that was on WWE's YouTube channel. I would go and that's how I found out about Impact. It came on Access TV one time. No, this is before it was, it was like on Destiny. It was on something. And I would watch that and it was like Hulk Hogan and Bully Ray and stuff. Weirdest time ever. But like, I loved, I loved everything. So I just stuck with it. Now, when did you catch on? to the uh, independent wrestling scene uh, living in Hazleton. Obviously you had, you had a little bit of choices there. You had two, two major companies with, uh, with, with PPW, which I think for a while, I think PPW was definitely the, 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 the more accessible one because of marketing and promoting and they had a bigger team involved. And then there's that secret gem that just hides in a church uh, that no one really knows about. And it's kind of just one guy running the ship and, uh, and it's hard for him to go out and do everything because he didn't really have a, a support system for a while there, you know what I mean? Yep, um, yep. Sanctuary. So how did you how did you then find out about the independent scene? Who did you find out first? And then how did you end up landing out landing where you are? Yeah. So um, my uncle Eddie, you know him. Um, he was a re- he used to do security work and he used to do uh, ref work for PPW. And one time he was like, "Hey, I'm gonna go to this wrestling show." And there's actually I posted it on my Instagram. It was the first ever indie. Re- it was like first wrestling event I've ever been to. And on the poster was Travis Dorian. I don't remember who he was facing. And I was like, I was looking back on it not too long ago. And like, I, I, it was just a picture of me posing with like the two WWE tag team titles in front of a poster with Travis Dorian on it. And I think it's crazy that like now I like share a locker room with him. So it was like the PPW event. And yeah, like, I've seen all the photo, an old photo of Travis Dorian wrestling. Um, yeah. Who was it at PPW? And it, it, it had longer hair, not long hair, but he had yeah, like he had, he had hair, more hair, yeah, <laughs> he hair. Uh, and he was and he was so little, like because Travis Dorian's a he's a monster Big now. Dude, yeah, I mean he slimmed down a ton, but he mm-hmm. was he's he's a he's a bigger dude now. Um, got that man bod now, you know what I mean? Everyone has that young like early early twenties bod, and then they hit that That's thirty forty, yeah, <laughs> tearing it up, you know. But yeah, so so that he was he part of who was the name they brought in? It's always like every usually when people remember. Actually, there wasn't a name actually. It was it was it was just the PPW guys. And my favorite guy instantly right off the bat was this dude named British Werewolf, and he like he used to wear these like light blue contacts, and like they contrasted everything about him, and like he used to howl, and which is weird because like now I laugh at Davy Richards for howling, but I loved when, I loved this dude. He was like their No Limits champion and all of that, but um. Yeah, no, I, I loved everything that was going on there because I knew it wasn't WWE, but like for some reason it not being WWE made it real to me again. Like, oh, there's stuff outside of WWE. Like this feels legit now. Like I'm here and I'm watching these guys do it. And then they started bringing in people. So I got to meet like Booker T, Samoa Joe. I got the last ever two sweet from AJ Styles before he went to WWE. Yeah, I, I was like, oh, like I, I didn't know about PPW until much, much, much later, but the fact that a company that I worked for had AJ Styles in the yeah, building yeah. and I wasn't aware of it, that one kind of stings a little. Uh, yeah. If you I are Ken watching, Anderson uh, signed my shirt. So who did? Uh, Ken Anderson. Oh, nice. So I, I walk up to Ken Anderson and like, he's one of the few people who like the bigger stars they brought in that like willingly signed my shirt. Other ones are like, yeah, give me like 15 bucks and I'll sign. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> 
Um, shit, but it's yeah. understandable. I understand it now. That like yeah. they're all like they're working for whatever they can get out of it. Sometimes that's their gas yeah. money to the next show. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Ken Anderson turns to me. I was like, "All right, I'll sign your shirt." All of a sudden, a uh, big kick my ass <laughs> on the back of my shirt, and there's some random wrestler. He comes up behind me and just like kicks the crap out of my ass. <laughs> it's great. Uh, if you are watching on Twitch or Facebook, make sure you head over to the link in that I just posted in the chat to YouTube. So if you just head over to YouTube and search Anthony Blackwell Jr. or you can search Vincent Torres interview ABJ, it should pop up. And uh, make sure you hit that like and those subscribes. Even if you are on Facebook, hit that like while you're there. It helps the algorithms. Chat, tell us you're there. Say hi, as well as hitting that share button helps out so, so much. So if you're on Twitch or Twitter or anything, hit that retweet. And let's grow. I think I'm only one subscriber away from hitting 100 on Twitch. I just found that out. That's wild. The other day, which is kind of insane to think about because I didn't even I, – I haven't used my Twitch in probably a year. It was a sign you got to start. <laughs> yeah. um, Crispy says, I remember – I don't know why people's things are showing a Facebook user too. I don't know what's going on with that. I have to look into it. But, uh, yeah, Booker – I think my first show when I went as a fan was um, when Impact came to town. And that was like the one of the first times I went. I, the first show I was supposed to go to was Drago, when uh, when uh, when the when he from Lucha Underground was there, and yeah, I didn't get yeah. a chance to go to that show. And I went to the next one, and that was the Impact show. So it was Johnny Johnny Morrison versus Nick Aldis, and um, Ace wrestled that night. It was pretty much the Impact stars, and I was like, oh boy, this is crazy. And I just kind of kept going after that, and then I found out of the Sanctuary through uh, Schultz. And and he's like, yo, you should come check this out. And then uh, I, I I fell in love, fell in love with that building, fell in love with that environment, locker room. Um, when did you find out about about the church? So outside of <laughs> uh, outside of PPW, they he would have all his wrestlers <laughs> out there, and he they would be handing out sanctuary flyers in front of PPW at the end of the shows. So uh, one day. Eddie again, he got like he he called them up and he was doing security for them. So me and my uncle, we all went and this is back when Sanctuary had like they were using the steel chairs and everyone was sitting on chairs. Um we went there and like my first show was insane. That's when I got to see Atu. I'm not sure if you ever seen like an Atu match. I haven't, no. Like his the way he like I don't I can't even explain it. Like he's the sole reason I would ever go to a sanctuary show because of that. Cause like just the presence he had and like just what he set for like the tone. Cause like, no matter where, like you saw that man on a poster, you're like, that's a world champion. And like, mm-hmm. in my mind, like he's still like undoubtedly the greatest sanctuary world champion of all time. And I love ACE, but can't beat Atu. Can't. Yeah. I, I try to explain to people too. I said, you know, independent wrestling is amazing. And, and that's where you're going to get your experience of meeting the names. Right. So like, you're going to have a little more of an intimate experience and you're going to have a little more of that personal time meeting people. Uh, but like, I, I always say to myself, like if you go to a con or you go to a show or a bigger show and, and Ace Austin's there, or our name is there and you're like, boy, like I only got a couple minutes because the lines were big or there was a lot of people there bro. like, if you wouldn't, if you were there at the yeah, end of the yeah. sanctuary, you could have like, you could have as much personal time with Ace as you want or, or any of the roster. Cause we kind of all walk around and we make ourselves accessible and maybe that pulls back to curtain a little bit, but mm-hmm. it's uh, just to see the real young crowd and kind of see their favorite person walk around and they kind of get a high five or a thumbs up or a dap or a talk to them a little bit. It's it's a much different experience being at the sanctuary. It was so fun. There was one show uh, Philly Mike just had wrestled and uh, he was sitting in the crowd and here I am. Uh, so me and Chris are in the crowd and we're talking and all of a sudden this kid comes over and he's like, Oh, Philly Mike's okay. <laughs> he, got, he got really beat up and Mike's just there like this. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so they're just, uh, they're just going off. Talking about I do like, like when the wrestlers come back out with their hoods up and yeah. they sit in the pews so they can like be crowd noise yeah. and participate, but also not kill it too much. You know what I mean? But yeah, the kid's there for like a good five minutes <laughs> talking about Philly Mike. And uh, he's just he's just chilling in the crowd, like right there, like this now, because the kid like <laughs> full conversation with us. And we're like, yeah, we hope he's all right too. <laughs> he's right behind you, yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love that so so much. Um, yeah. So when did when did you start transitioning to becoming a fan of the sanctuary? To boy, I can start training here. Like so so you had your opportunity to train at PBW. Yeah. That's that's there. Sanctuary is there. Mm-hmm. Um, 
You can go up the road more to backbreakers. There's a lot of opportunities in Northeast PA. So how did you land on Sanctuary and why? Sanctuary was always the choice. Like I never had that in my mind. Was I going to train somewhere else? It was always Sanctuary for me, like as a kid, because um, they were always advertising themselves as the school. And I'm like, okay, when I grow up, I'm going to train at the Sanctuary. And uh, it's crazy because my little brother is the same way now. He wants to train at the Sanctuary when he grows up. Um, Yeah, so... I was 16 when I first tried it because it was just a test run. John let us do that. And my uncle, once again, he was pra- he was a ref, so he's practicing taking his bumps. Um, so we go there. I try it out. Uh, I hurt my arm. I stopped doing it for like <laughs> for a while. And then I'm 18 again after COVID. I'm like just trying to get out of depression, real chubby, chubbiest I've ever been. And um, from there, I'm just like, you know what? Uh, let me let me try it out. What, how's it gonna hurt? And then I go there. My first experience, it was it was great. I went I went from like a class of like six people, and then all of a sudden it was just me. I'm the only student of the sanctuary, <laughs> and for like an entire winter it was just me training with uh, Palco, Andre, Hawthorne. Those were my trainers. Yeah, and and there are three names right there who have really taken up the, have taken up the mantle of essentially building the sanctuary up to where it is now. Yep. Um, listen, people People are going to talk about the world champion all the time because they're the one representing the company or representing the brand. But Ace Ace is doing his Ace thing. You know what I mean? Yep, Ace yep. is in the world. He's, he's killing the game. Um, so it's hard for him to fly that sanctuary banner. But um, but you have, you have you know, the those three right there who come in as the new students. Um, not only do they come in as students and, and, and take their training seriously, but – they they take the building seriously. Yep. Like the building to them became a baby. Like they're not only just training, but they're cleaning. They're they're prepping things. They're like, if we put this here, how could we like teach us how to fix the lights? So trust me, because if you like people who don't know, the the sanctuary is essentially a two man team. And when I say a two man team, it's 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 John Trotsky and 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 it's and it's the greatest uh, behind the scenes camera producer uh, guy and Tom. <laughs> you know, I'm like without Tom. It's it's a it's a it's a nightmare sometimes. But there are more people who are taking more responsibilities and taking more pride into that building and making it this larger than life thing. And I think the first three people who really got that ball moving, um, at least for me, just to kind of go in there and take it a different what was those three you just said. Yeah, yeah. And then you kind of being that next guy who's gonna bridge this path for the next group that's coming in that we'll talk about a little bit here. I, I love what's happening in that building and uh I, I keep telling people, man, if you're in the area, please, 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 please experience that building. Experience what we're going, what's going on there. Um, it, it's the cheapest ticket, wrestling ticket you're ever going to have in your life. <laughs> literally going to be the one of the most. It's, it's going to be one of your best experiences because um, you're going to see a movie set slash wrestling studio come to life because that's exactly what it is. And uh, in the links below right now is the Sanctuary YouTube channel. Please click that and go hit subscribe. Uh, and you can watch all the back content as well as uh, this upcoming season. So make sure you hit the bell and, and be notified every time they go live because it's if you can't make it in person, you can always watch it around the world when it's completely live. And it's uh, it's really, really good stuff. And watching it live is actually like a completely different experience in itself. You get to hear the commentators. You get to like you get the feel of like what Sean and like what everyone's coming together to like produce, which is essentially tv it's television can you hear us on commentary while you're in the ring sometimes uh yeah. <laughs> but like usually it depends because when i'm in the ring like my head's completely blank i don't really think mm-hmm. um but there'll be a time like uh like when like we were first doing the honor society and i was facing um who was i fa- i was facing andy header at the lucha show and um oh here's bt <laughs> 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 yeah. yeah. So that building's really weird because obviously it's a church and they put commentary up on the top balcony. Now, the way churches are usually designed is you're, a lot of people who are on the balcony who sing, uh, they don't have mics on them because the way that the roof travels with sound, it projects over a quiet church and you can really get your voice out there. So sometimes I'm like trying to warn people, like, be careful where you're having a yeah. conversation because there's been times where I'm on the balcony and I'm doing stuff and I hear someone having a really quiet conversation over by the other door across the room because the way the sound travels in there it sounds like you're standing right next to each other there was a time austin was a uh, precious he was holding the mic he was holding the camera and it was like during one of the performances and like you could hear him humming along to the performance yeah. <laughs> it's great 
that that is such an awesome moment too. Yeah. I had him in the parking lot for a. Uh, he, he helped when I ran a music festival one time, the one and done thing. And and this kid, his band wasn't even booked, but the entire band showed up and they helped any way they possibly could. And another reason why I love Austin to death. But Austin's out in this no shade in a parking lot, just helping park cars. Never parked a car in his life. Never. I never. I didn't even give him instruction. I said, "Dude, just put cars places." And he's out there and he's listening to all the bands that he wants to be a part of, that he wants to be out there watching, that he wants to experience. And he's not, and he's out in a field because he, he cares about me as a person and he's out there helping. But he's out in the people were videotaping him from inside the venue because he was out in the field just dancing while he's parking cars. He's like, over here. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, uh, Austin humming on a live mic camera is definitely a totally awesome yeah, thing yeah. to do. Um, yeah, so started training at the sanctuary. You're the, you go from a class of six to one, and, and you're working with three of the top. Two of the three of the top guys in the Northeast Pennsylvania scene who I feel have, have really branched out and have shown the Northeast wrestling scene and, and much more that the sanctuary is not to be taken lightly anymore. That no, like no. that talent can come out of here. Homegrown talent is now coming out of the sanctuary and they're not a joke anymore. That's exactly right. Uh, especially like a guy like because everyone knows Hawthorne, everyone knows well, not as much people know Palco. Um but more guys like Palco and uh, uh, Andre Polino, though. Yeah, Palco and Paulino, like people who know Hawthorne, when they find out who Andre Paulino or Canella is, they're gonna be taken aback. Easily, like one of the best people like I've ever like stepped in a ring with. Period. And I've stepped in the ring with quite a few like great wrestlers so far. Uh, you know, he's worked like like head on training with Colby Carino and like you could see it because I've had with Colby Carino seminars and uh you could just see like Andre through him and there and the rumors so the, the rumors with Colby for a while have been that he had a WWE tryout and nothing ever came of it and we're gonna move on and not talk about it and then it kind of resurfaced again today I don't know if you've seen it I saw it. now they're saying Colby Colby's maybe NXT bound that that tryout maybe did flourish into something and Colby might be in NXT which Fuck yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's great. But yeah, Andre, one of the best sellers I've ever seen. His facial expressions, the way he sells, he can literally go from the absolute golden fight from behind, get his ass kicked baby face, or he can turn into complete strong style. And for his, you almost forget his size because he can lay shots in. He can he can get just as stiff and just as Trotsky used to say from the balcony, he's like, like sometimes when Polino puts together a match, um, I know for we'll just say for example, there's a a, a feline character at the sanctuary, and Trotsky's like, wait, who's wrestling who? And he's like, oh, we got to keep an eye on this because this can get ugly quick because. <laughs> Felino can start getting a little, a little, a little solid. Uh, and like I said, sanctuary rules are sanctuary rules. Yep. And uh, but Polino, man, he he can put on a show. Him and him and Hawthorne at, at Outbreak Wrestling, I still think is one of the, my favorite matches that ever happened in that building. And it was two sanctuary kids. And it's crazy because like you watch them train, and like you get to sit there and you get to be a fan like behind the scenes. So, like, I'm watching, like, all these great matches that nobody's ever going to get the chance to see. And, like, they're happening in front of me every time Hawthorne and Andre. I'm guessing this is, this is this Facebook user that's name's not popping up is uh, Hawthorne. That's just right. me and Andre Alfred and me and Paulino at Smash. Yeah. yeah. And then I have, like, I have guys like Hawthorne and guys like Andre. Like, and then you have Palco and they have, like, their great matches on the shows. And I'm, like, I've seen them wrestle, like, 20 times, like, over and over. And, like, every match is, like, better or, like. They're having better matches at practice sometimes that we're always upset because we forget to record them. Um, but yeah, like there's just like a chemistry between those three that there's always going to be because of like how they came up together. Mm -hmm. And like, I'm always going to have a chemistry with them because of like over that winter when I was the only student, it was literally just me and Hawthorne like those entire months. Like there was times like we, so we were practicing European uppercuts, fun story. He's like, take off your shirt. <laughs> freezing cold take off your shirt uh, we took off our shirts and we just practiced uppercuts on each other the entire practice big welts across my chest you can't see any on his because he's hairy but <laughs> yeah you're like yeah a dick i could take my shirt off and not, i'm not as warm you still have a sweater on. Shirt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I love you, Hawthorne. Practically got a crew neck. Those moments, too, like you may not be aware of this, or maybe you are, but the time that you're putting in there, and and you think that you're getting experience from Hawthorne, but Hawthorne's getting just as much out of you because you're a body in there that he can work. So a lot of Hawthorne's success as well is because you're in that room and you guys are feeding off each other. So for how much you're helping him, you're probably, uh, I mean, how much he's helping you, you're probably helping him just as much. And uh, that's, that's, a, that's a cool moment. So my question for you is, and a lot of these questions, I do apologize for a lot of people. It's going to seem, they're going to seem very personal, but that's, Hey, it's the ABJ that's podcast. Yeah. Um, you from, from someone who, who came in uh, now two seasons ago at the sanctuary. And I kind of came in with Pete and I, and I was that, that secondary guy. Cause Pete just demands the, the top guy spot every time he's in a building. Cause he's so good. Um, and I don't mind playing second fiddle to Pete whatsoever. Um, but I kind of came in there and I was kind of just learning the ropes and figuring things out and actually learning about what the sanctuary is and how to handle it and, and stuff like that. Um, you were very quiet, reserved. Oh, yeah. <laughs> talk to anybody. I almost I for a while, I was like, this kid is a wrestler. <laughs> like, oh, like yeah, you kind of gave me that like you had. I'm not trying to be mean. No, you're right. You had zero backbone, zero yeah. confidence. You almost blended into the background, like you could literally walk by you. I'm not even background. I'm sanctuary noise, like And then I seen you would jump in and throw a referee shirt on, mm-hmm. and then you became Vincent the referee. Like that's yeah. that's what we called you. That like Vincent the student, uh, yeah, Vincent Vincent the ref. Yeah. Essentially, yeah. we just kind of gave you like the generic young boy. Yep. And I didn't even realize you were training. I just thought you were a kid who was just like, I'm gonna one day be a wrestler. I'm like, oh, that's adorable. And 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 then just over time, just one season, like from one season yeah, to yeah. the next, you went you you ended the sanctuary one year as Vincent the ref and got in there and had like maybe like just one weekend because all those things blend together because that first year there yeah. is still my my all-time favorite thing of the sanctuary because I probably got more reps on commentary in one year at the sanctuary than some people do their entire commentary career because at the time we were running every yeah, Friday. Maybe. Saturdays sometimes yeah. <laughs> and then every Sunday. So I was getting like three reps a weekend in in one year and just were getting so much of that time. And I think I credit so much of me, if I'm even good at this, credit to being as good as I probably am on commentary because of those reps and getting as much time as I did with Pete mm-hmm. and then having a revolving door of people coming in and just kind of getting that opportunity. But you kind of in that one weekend shot, you had a battleground thing, you had a Saturday thing, and then Sunday you had you kind of closed out the night in like a after <laughs> thing. And then yeah, you went yeah. from being Vincent the referee and Vincent the student to Vincent the wrestler. Like you kind of – and then you you had that moment and and it, something clicked, it seemed. And, and then you had that off season where I think it, it seems like you caught the bug like even more. Yeah. And, that, and that confidence and that backbone started stiffening up. And then you came into 2022, you were the, essentially the leader of a stable – and you you thinned out tremendously. Your confidence got there. You got mean. You became like a little tiny, like almost like a like a little Tasmanian devil, man. Like you started going there and just like you you developed that. Walk me through that. When did that moment click? What was that moment where you were like, no, I'm not going to be background noise here anymore. I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna yeah. start taking my spot. So it was um, I had like really bad like anxiety and like I'm currently going to counseling for it and all that. Um. I've never like had done anything for it for a long time. And uh, Sanctuary really ended up being like therapy for me. And like, it really like, I, I got to watch guys like Trajan backstage. And like and this kid from the time I met him until now is wild. And that's saying a lot from Eric Pinhack because he's been in the game a long time. I love that guy to death. He's come to some practices too at Sanctuary. And like, I, I remember everybody. Like, I remember every little thing I've been told. I remember every little moment because, like, everything's been so special to me and, like, helping me, like, develop, like, what I am now. And, like, I'm still not finished. I know I'm not finished. Like, I, there's 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 way more, like, I could build upon. Um, You're building a very strong foundation after this year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, like, it was the off season, And, like, I'm sitting in my room and I'm, like, you know, I wasn't – I'm not happy with uh, – I'm not happy with Vincent, the student. Um Vincent the student gets pushed around a lot. Vincent the student is getting bullied. And I feel like people always want to see the good guy come out from bullying. And that's not always the case. Um, I like to say every villain has the right intentions. Every villain is doing what he thinks is right. Well, reality is I'm doing what I think is right and I'm doing how I need to do it. You push me to this. Those guys like Hawthorne, Paulino, they push me to do this. 
um, how do I go from being your guy over the winter to push around to you can't even defend me in a stampede? Like you're throwing me over the top rope because you want to kiss up to Marcy? Like, come on, I'm right here. And that's when it snapped. I'm like, you know, now I'm going to give them what's real. I'm going to give them, I'm going to give them what you get from Brooklyn, the ability to survive and adapt. Because Brooklyn doesn't raise fighters, it raises survivors. And you take that survival instinct and you become a fighter through Sanctuary. Sanctuary made the fighter. So now I'm fighting. I love that. I love that so much. And sometimes I try to maybe throw a few logs on a fire that needs that rekindling. And uh, there may you be know, some. You definitely helped. And, and sometimes on commentary, like, listen, I, I, I'm the, behind the scenes. Like, I know on commentary, sometimes I do the heel and I pick on people. But I also kind of call a little bit of some facts on commentary. Yeah, if you're yeah. out there and you're half-assing it or I think there's there's more to you, I'm going to attack you a little bit on commentary. And I'm going to make you try to get a little better like, because you're going to listen to your footage back and be like, yo, Black Hole's kind of shitting on me. But then you're going to look back and be like, I see what I need to do. And yeah, then you're yeah. like, not only am I going to prove him wrong, like, you know what I mean? It, and that's where you, I kind of like – I'm not going to lie. You quite literally inspired the whole like – like. Honor Society started and like it was really rough. Like no one really understood what was going on. Like that whole battle royal was like we had a really cool idea. It didn't work out how it should have. You like the way you like you came at us and I'm sitting there backstage with Austin. I'm like, you know, he really threw us under the bus. <laughs> and then I'm like, you know, that's fine. It was with it was with good intention. Oh, I yeah, promise you that hundred percent. Oh yeah. Um and I'm like, you know what? Fine. Let him throw us under the bus. And then I got to have that match with Andy Hedder. And the first thing I did in that match, I look at you. I'm like, this is your boy, right, Andy? Uh, Love and, it. And yeah. I had the match with Andy Hedder. And you you had a fantastic match with Andy Hedder. So sometimes on commentary, I'm, I'm I'm not just throwing shots to be a dick or be an ass. I'm I'm adding some fuel to a fire. And I and I think I think uh, I'm really happy that you guys didn't take it personal no, and, and get upset. Uh, I love you to death, Crispy. I'm kind of trying to throw logs <laughs> on your fire as well. Uh, <laughs> I will say this, like just like off topic, Chris has improved insane over this off season. 100%. Like the Chris we're gonna see next season is a completely different Chris from last season, and I'm, I'm, I'm excited pumped, for it. I'm pumped to see it. But that's the thing. I, if someone kind of looks up a commentary and goes, "You made this mod," like that's good. You know what I mean? Not trying yeah, to put myself yeah. over, but that's no. You're I, doing you know, your job. You're doing I, a great I, job. I, too. I always told myself I'm going to try to blur that re- re- uh, lines of reality and, and, and being true to myself uh, doing commentary and, uh, and, and kind of calling you guys the B team and saying that you guys are kind of a joke. Uh, your team turned around and by the end of the season, um, put your stamp on yeah, going yeah. into 2024. That's, that's, that was the plan from the get-go. Honor Society is the students that got pushed to the side. Because that, in reality, like all the people above me, they had, they had the hands to guide them. I went back and I watched the, like one of Hawthorne's first matches at like WXW, and you could hear on the match Trotsky helping them out. And I'm like, you know, I never had that. I had, you know, go out there and let me see what you have. And yeah. um, that's what it was for me. So I took that and I made, I used it for what I needed to use it for. You take anger and you uh. Blackwell made me handsome. Yeah. I, I don't know why it's just saying Facebook user, that, uh, but I'm going to try to guess that that's Danny Bambino. If I had to think of a wild guess, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I have, that guy's a chump. That guy's a chump. You know, uh, you, you that guy, Damon Dante, came on here the other day. And, I'm, like, and I, I could not. I could not keep a serious face. You can't go you know, the whole interview, and you got the nerve to say you're gonna kill my boy, Zach Xander. You know where we are. Sanctuary's open on the off season too. Come get us. Come get us. Doors open. There it is. I'm planting seeds for the next rivalry, the the, the high ground versus the, the sanctuary. I listen, I'll I'll pull pull the curtain back aside. Yeah. I really think what you guys are both doing as young talent in this area is very, very exciting. And uh, I'm not only excited to be the voice of of high ground, but I'm also excited to be the voice of Sanctuary. And one of the main reasons why I love going is obviously the names and the talent and, and the people who are going to be the veterans of those companies. But I'm very excited to be the voice of your young careers. And and the fact that not only are you guys taking up your brand and being proud of where you come from, but also being so receptive to others and keeping yourselves tight and helping each other get good inside your group. And, 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 I, and I think there's a lot of really cool things that both both of your groups are doing and i'm excited to see the future of it 
Yeah, I'm excited too. Especially like you guys haven't seen like the evolution I've seen from like my stable mates. Last season they were all like finding their footing. Like even Xander, who's been wrestling way longer than I have, Xander found a new footing over this offseason. And like, you know, you're never gonna you're never gonna see Xander the same way you saw him before. Xander came in in his first match with me, he slapped up me, slapped up my stomach, and he got yelled at by Trotsky afterwards because it doesn't hurt. Like you don't hear it. And all of a sudden, you 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 watch a Xander match now. Go watch that last fa- triple threat that we had at uh, the last proving grounds with uh, me, Andre, and Xander. Xander hits hard now. Xander's a player now. Like you guys got to watch out. People want to call him out because he's this little kid. He's not a little kid anymore. He's Zach Xander. Y'all got to recognize that he puts in the work harder than anybody I've ever seen. You tell yeah. him what he's doing wrong, and he fixes it and does it even better than you could even imagine he yeah, and he's. I think he's stuck in that phase right now where there's two ways you can. Your body's gonna be. You could be. You could be the chubby kid. The chubby kid that that turns into muscle, or you're the really really skinny kid who can't put muscle on. And and you have to just fight through those early years where you're just like, oh well, this is just who I am now. And then as you develop and as you get older and your body changes and your body starts working into your workout session, and then you just kind of turn into different humans. I always say, man, you look at Jordan Oliver. Jordan Oliver, when he first started, looked like a Zack Xander. Yeah. And now Jordan Oliver is looks like a megastar. He looks like someone you could watch on TV. He could be the ace, Austin. When yeah. Ace first started, he was the same thing. He was a he was a little scrawny kid that couldn't put muscle on. And then he hit that stride, and now he has probably the biggest quads in professional wrestling. But that doesn't, <laughs> that doesn't come without entering a gym. You know what I mean? You know, and I and I, I love I love that motivation. But uh yeah, so I had a I had a thought and I, I lost it because we got I got excited. Um yeah, so you said a lot of off-season work coming in this year. For people who don't know and people who maybe are, are listening, when can we expect the doors of the sanctuary to open back up to the public and, and, and start riding that out? Uh, I'm hearing March. That's that's the word as of now. Um, so I'm working for it. Uh, yeah, March is what I've heard. Uh, but, you know, the sanctuary, things always change. Uh, but yeah, we have a blizzard in March. You never yeah. know. <laughs> so it'll be February, like the week before the show. And that's that's the season. <laughs> yeah. But no, it, that's what I'm hearing. It's going to be March. Uh, yeah, season. I've seen, I've seen a backstage or well, backstage slash promo room now area where people can do oh, yeah. promos and do podcasts. So that's kind of being built up now. Uh, they're already doing they have There's a VR experience where if yep. you're not physically in the sanctuary, you can have a VR experience where it's a three dimensional VR experience lie, and see the sanctuary. Um, or there's right now the, the new graphics and stuff going up where you're, we're kind of building to that new season. So yeah, dude, yeah. I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it just to, knowing the fact that that motivation is coming from Tom and that motivation is coming from John. And, 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 and when John is showing excitement for this a next motivated season, Trotsky is scary and exciting. Yeah. Because you never know what's going to come out of that mind, but it's I, always like the most, like beautiful, well put together thing. I um I feel like I could be completely off basis and wrong with this, and <laughs> I don't know, but this is my mind state. But like this season for me, the last season for me, the sanctuary was really cool because I really felt like I I kind of came into my own as as a, as a commentator and yeah. as a, as as a representation of the sanctuary and kind of put my flag down there. But also BP had his first season as a commentator too, and I thought yeah. we complement each other very well. But the whole show, people don't realize that I have Trotsky immediately to my right, and doing commentary, but also hearing Trotsky yeah, yeah. the old man in the Muppets yelling. <laughs> yeah. at you, it is 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 not easy. I literally decided to commentary. I put one ear like this. Yeah, <laughs> I want to hear Trotsky. And there's times where I kill my mic, and I'll have oh, a, yeah. I'll talk to Trotsky about what's happening in the ring as a match, and then run back and turn my mic back on. I'm up there dancing and moving yeah, around. Yeah. I, I get into it up there, but uh, but yeah, so like. I feel like I've really gotten close to Trotsky this season. And there's been times where we just kind of pull each other aside and just kind of keep each other in balance and check. Cause I know we both have, you know, our own mental issues, but we're the same person. If we're both motivated, we're scary people. And, and the way that sanctuary ended last year with a full crowd and, and with still more space for more people to come. And I think we're really, really going to build onto that this season and have more people showing up and, and feeding off the energy and, and hopefully people watching at home because of this, this hopefully my brand gets more people to yeah. check the sanctuary and be like, yo, Sunday, I, I, I'm going to YouTube. I can't physically be there, but I'm going to be in the chat because I'm trying to make what I'm doing now where I interact with the chat while I'm doing a podcast. When I interact with a chat when I'm doing a live stream, I'm doing that on commentary. I'm going to start doing an interactive, which we kind of started this year, which I think is, was a lot of fun as well, where you're interacting 
where else can you have the commentary team call your match but also interact with the chat? I just think that was a cool thing that Trotsky it's let me different. do. It's different and it works. Yeah, he he trusted me to do that, and I think that's really, really cool. And it's just like really getting that respect from Trotsky, and then he kind of lets other people put their vision in, and everyone's kind of inputting their storylines. Because at one point in time, like if you pitch Trotsky a storyline, like <laughs> yeah, he's receptive and he's letting people in, insert themselves into the show with with good reason and good re, uh, good direction. And I think he's realizing that the more people that are doing that, the more they're taking pride in this building. And you guys are showing up and you're cleaning and getting things ready for the people. And it's just a, it's, dude, this this upcoming season of Sanctuary is gonna be a lot of fun. It's trust me, I'm putting in my best work. Honor Society's putting in their best work. I can already see in Hawthorne. I can already see in Paulino. The work rate is gonna be off the charts. Right. He says last season I was really late, but I enjoyed the hell of it. I can't wait till next season. Uh, Chris, we said next season's going to be insane. Jennifer says, go Vince. Uh, Streambot is reminding everybody it's there. Extreme and, Elements. Yeah, Stream Elements. Uh, yeah, there we go. Everyone says, uh, my buddy Ricky saying, great show, ABJ. And make yes, make sure you hit that subscribe button and uh, and show show that love. But, man, what a, what a fun, fun thing. If anyone has any questions in the chat, we are getting to that, 40, that, that hour mark. So make sure if you have any questions, ask them in there. But I, I wanna I wanna ask you one thing. So coming into this season, who's your hit list? Who do you want to work on? Already set in stone. Who do you want to bring into the sanctuary that maybe hasn't been a sanctuary member? Right. Uh I'm not too familiar with the NDC and I'm still trying to get out there. Uh so my list is gonna I be limited. Who may be showing up at some first Fridays. Yeah. Um, I've been I've been out there and scouting some people. I've been scouting not only good wrestlers, but really good characters. Yeah. And I think when they come in the building and, and they and the and Trotsky sees them, he's gonna go. Oh, you would be really fun to be a member here. And people who I think when they get that light show and they get that music and they get that environment, I think it's going to drive that character even more out of them. So there's going to be some fun faces that ABJ's bring into the scene, the sanctuary this year. So I'm for yeah, uh, hit list. Uh, I want to face Kit Raff. That's been on my list for a long time. That's a good um, one. I feel like I feel like there's work to be done there. And on Facebook, tag Kit Raff right now. Yeah. <laughs> I want Kit Raff. I want Travis Dorian. Uh, yeah, definitely. Awesome. Travis. It has to happen. It has to be full circle. If it's not full circle, I'll be so disappointed. <laughs> it has to be. It has to happen this season. Uh, this is a push, but I want Prince Ahmed. Ooh. I want Ahmed bad. Uh, I want him to kick my ass because I need to know what it feels like in order to get ready for it, to get on that level. Um, all the backbreakers, kids, like I said, you know where I am at. If you need to invite me, I'll make my way over to. I'm not scared. Um, I think you and Donnie would be a fun match. Oh, every time I, I'm all right. All jokes aside, Donnie's one of my favorite opponents. Every time <laughs> we've only like locked up like twice, and but like, that one match we had on like multi man, rounds, we yeah. beat the crap out of each other. And then uh, during the multi man, we had a lot of fun just beating the crap out of each other. That's always what you're going to get out of our matches. Real quick, I was going to bring this up on his podcast, but I'll give you a little teaser. Yeah. So I just got to hang out with Donnie really for the first time. I, a lot of wrestlers. We, this weekend has been really, really fun of just us going out as wrestling people outside of wrestling and hanging out. Um, so we all went to go see uh, a band. And I, I can't really say too much because I don't want to give anything away or get anybody upset. But we went, we went to go see a band and a bunch yeah. of people came out and, 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 and supported the band. But uh, – it was cool to hang out, but Donnie literally in character has the perfect mobster look, an Italian kid. And then I hung out with him in public, and he's got earrings, he's got his nose ring. He, <laughs> he went straight from like an Italian mobster, like to 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 like the handsome mobster to like the handsome emo kid. I was like, this guy is multi talented here. Yeah. This guy's killing the game. His emo mobster. And I was like, yo, emo, you know, Donnie is where it's at. Hanging out know, with Damon Dante a little often now. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be, he's gonna be walking around with some face paint. It's gonna be. I love it. I love it. Yeah, Donnie. Donnie's killing the game out in public. I'm yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So anyway, uh, well, who else on your list? Uh, I want to face the Mastodon. One on one, I don't care. And Diamond City War Machines. Them against any of the Honor Society. Oh, you and Crispy versus Diamond City, or anybody? And me and Zach, maybe we have a little thing that we're working on. Me and Austin. Just want to face the Diamond City War Machines. I have uh, Pinhead's been like really big for me, like as someone like after shows or like war, like just showing up like any show. He's always done a good job of making me feel comfortable and like welcomed backstage. Um, mm -hmm. 
Same here. That I, yeah. I, That's probably why I have as much confidence as I do is being in this business and feeling like I belong and feeling like I, I have a place here is because Eric, Eric and Brad, 100%. Uh, watching Vince go and evolve this season has been amazing. I can't wait to see you continue and face new people. Do you think the Stunt Cat will seek revenge for you turning your back on him? Uh-oh. Stunt Cat? Stunt Cat. Listen, don't sleep. Sometimes you got to put those those logs on the fire and they become – they become bright, bright fires. No, no, you know. Listen, listen, Anthony, listen. I did the work for Stunt Cat against DTF of all people, right? Who the DTF. hell are DTF? That, that's a stable right there. And I put, I put in the work. I literally single-handedly, like it was said on commentary, I had my way with DTF, and I left. All he had to do was hook the leg. Couldn't get the job done, so he's not of use to me anymore. Probably, probably one not on the Honor Society's watch list either. Keep favorite training. Moment on, favorite moment of commentary. DTF. You all know what that means. Down to BB. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It means fight. What? These guys can't get anything right. <laughs> love that. Um, yeah. You think you think I'm handsome, Black? Well, look at this Donnie Bambino. I love this guy. Uh, he says, uh, Jenny says he got nine lives, so keep an eye out. You know? All right. Well, well Jenny, I've see. I seen, uh, seen Stunt Cat's been looking at a really good mask maker. So maybe we got some cool new masks coming from the Stunt Cat this year. I'm pretty excited for that. Um, <laughs> Bad Fellas versus DTF, just saying. Look at Donnie wants to. He's, he's booking a tag match. You can have him. <laughs> Take. <laughs> um, listen, you, you you can't you can't mess with the fearless one. Come on now. Yeah, no, they're really like. <laughs> you won't believe it, but like he's really strong. Yeah, like he scooped me up for that body slam in a way I've never been like like just naturally like just held me up, slammed me down. Never felt anything like it. He's insanely strong. Him and Kyle D, I can't explain it, but like when you get lifted by them, it's like you're in air. Yeah, and like I didn't help at all. They like scooped me up. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, what What are some other things you're looking forward to in 2023? How else you want to leave your mark here in this business? Uh, by the end of this year, I want to work over 50 matches. Uh, I only did like 28 last season. Uh, not happy with that. I could do better. Uh, I called. 49 matches in one day last year. Yeah. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> You're working, bro. <laughs> that, you know, after like we did it and the whole time we we're doing it, we're like, we're motivated the whole time. We're like, we got this. We're doing it. We're doing it. And then on the way home, me and Pete normally talk the whole way home. I just look at him like, I love you to death, Pete, but I'm not saying a word the rest of the drive home. And he's like, I don't blame you. Our voices were dead. He's like, why do we do that? And then we're like, no. I'm glad we did it because then we could say we did it together, but not many people who do commentary have can say they've done one match shy of 50 matches in one day. Wild. Yeah, that was a long day, but I'm proud I, of that. I, I ref like three matches when I first started, and I was out of it. Like Just watching wrestling, it's exhausting because there's so much going on and there's so much emotion that goes through like just watching it. I can't imagine 49 matches in one. <laughs> That's why. It, it was awesome. Uh, yeah, so what else you have planned up? Uh, I definitely want to like get out of Sanctuary just a little bit. Um, I'm very comfortable at home, but when I went, I went to the scouting camp, the Contest of Champions scouting camp. Um, very, pr- I was very happy you showed up for that too. I was very proud of you. Yeah, I I, sh- I dropped the ball, but you know, um, no, you didn't. The fact, first, that, the fact that you showed up, dude. No matter if you had the greatest day of, of your career there, or if you think you fell short of it, the fact that you got in your car and you drove two and a half hours to show up. And, and 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 put your name in the hat with over hundreds of different independent talent. Even if you like, I'm gonna say maybe maybe you're not gonna get a phone call from any of those promotions. Right. But what you did and worked with a lot of those names and seen a lot of those people and got your name out there and just and networked with the people you networked. I'm proud of you for doing that because I think Thank that was you. a really smart move for you. Yeah. No, I needed I needed to see it. Like in my head, like after like all, everything was said and done, and I was super disappointed. My match got cut before I could even get in the ring. It was a tag match. We only have four minutes. And then they cut it before the match could even like happen. So I was just really disappointed. And then, but I learned so much just from that experience. And um, I feel like I'm gonna be better for it. I want to get back there because I know they're gonna have another one. Uh, but this time I want to bring all of Honor Society with me because I think a lot of them are gonna kill it. Um, yeah, I want to get I want to get out there. I want to I want to see people. I want to I want to get the feeling of what it is to be a pro wrestler. I've never had it. I've never like I've always been 
sanctuary stunt fighter Vince Torres. And I want to be an independent wrestler. I want to try it out. Um, if it's not for me, at least I know I have sanctuary. Um, mm-hmm. But I want this year to be my foundation is still being built. Let me add some detail to it now. Let me polish it. You know, um, just let me test the waters. I tested a little bit with UCW last year. Uh, backbreakers, I did a rumble for them. But all it did was let leave me hungry. Like, I'm super hungry right now because this, like, this big break from the offseason to the next season, it, like, it kills me because I feel like people are, like, missing out on some, like, key developments of mine. And, like, they're not going to see, like, oh, he got something different here. And, like, they're not going to see that. Um, so I'm hoping this year you're going to see me around more. If not, you're going to find me at Sanctuary at home because that's where we do it best. Get, get in those cars, man. Um, yep. I learned this year uh, when when someone says, hey, I have an open spot in my car. Do you just want to come hang out and go see a show? Even if you're just going to watch the show, just show up. Show up and be like, hey, go to the promoter and be like, what can I do to help? What do you need me to do? Here, here's what I can do. I, you know what I mean, and, and I, I, nine times out of ten, that experience is going to be positive. Um, do it. Yeah, like no, I I'm said, trying. I, it's hard because I don't I'm drive. I'm a guy yet. who's 36 years old, man, and for me to drive a 50, anything out of a 50 mile radius of of the 570 is was unheard of for me. I've only ever been out of the country once. I've only ever been on a plane like two or three times in my life. Like vacations, I don't know what the fuck vacation is. I'm I'm poor, you know what I'm saying? But like, I drove to full. Like for me to go to Philly, I've only ever been to Phillies in my 36 years of living, maybe one time in my life. Jersey one time in my life. Like I just never traveled. I have always stated my thing and professional wrestling that now I'm driving to Jersey three times a month. I'm driving through, I'm, I'm paying more in tolls than I, I, I care to admit. Um, but it's, it, and, and, and those moments of getting out there have been tremendous for me. So I, I re- recommend it, man. Just find yeah, those yeah. shows, get in cars with people and just go for rides. If you're not I'm working show that day, be like, yo, where's the show I can go support? Where can I go and just watch and get my name out there? It's it's it's, it's beneficial. I mean, like the UCW show, just because I can't drive. And my anxiety was still like, I'm not good with talking with people. I'm really not. But I try my best now. i um, getting better. Um, I took an Uber all the way from Azleton to the UCW. Really? <laughs> yeah, $72 Uber. Just you, should to get- have told- you should have told me, man. I want to come grab you. I'm not good at talking with people. I'm, I'm getting better at it now. Um but yeah, I, I get I get there. It's just sometimes it's hard. <laughs> yeah, no, dude. If you uh, that door is always if I ever if I ever have a like it's harder now because my car is yeah. usually filled with myself, Pete, Brian, uh, Riley, and and Philly Mike. But mm-hmm. if I have a seat, man, I always tell people I, I I'd love to show up at a full car full because if I can bring more people from PA to Jersey and get more, more people opportunities, I'd love to do so. Yeah, no, any literally any time. <laughs> I wouldn't be where I am if people didn't extend that hand and get me where I am. So if I can pay it forward, I, I'd love to do so. Um, where can people find you? Uh, Instagram, YouTube, uh, Vince Torres brand, at Vince Torres brand. Uh, Twitter, it's at underscore Vince Torres underscore. Uh, Facebook, Vince Torres brand. I got it pretty locked down there. Uh, so uh, I'm starting Twitch again. Uh, I forgot to send it to you. Uh, I'm going to start up again. My channel is called Polar Arcane because I was really into the show Arcane and my favorite animal is a polar bear. Um, <laughs> came together pretty nicely. Yeah. So it's Twitch TV slash Polar Arcane. Arcane. Uh, yeah, that's it. That's So my- one of the things I definitely want to get out there, and I'm glad you said YouTube because it reminded me. If you're in the independent scene and you have a social media presence, even if you don't upload a video, Make a YouTube account with your wrestling name. The reason I'm saying this now is because YouTube is adding this thing where I can tag, you could be tagged in playlists and on videos, and they will show up on your YouTube channel without even you having to make content. And then people who see those videos help the other person who published it get views as well. But just for an example, there may or may not be something coming out for a promotion I'm working for where we're using that opportunity right now where we're making up like essentially resumes for people and we can tag you and then your YouTube will be the, that entire company's playlist of your work. Uh, and I'm trying to change a little bit of a, uh, the way YouTube is used for independent wrestling. Um, that's what I'm, I've been working my ass off on for a while now. It's about but time because make, YouTube is make that account. You can definitely get your name out there with other accounts and being that the way that they added a tagging system on YouTube and it can be very beneficial to get more eyes on you as a wrestler or as a product. Um, 
what was I? There was something else I wanted to end here with, but I, I, I don't remember. So yeah, you got your socials out there. Another thing too, if, if like I said on my end, if you go to the links below, all his stuff is down there as well as uh, ABJ merchandise. If you want to grab a T-shirt or a sticker or anything, it's all there. Uh, we do also have a Patreon. Uh, Patreon can be as little as a dollar or it can be as high as you want. If you're if you're Daddy Warbucks or you want to be a sugar mama to the podcast, I will take any. I take anything I can get. But that, like I said, it does help with tolls. It helps with keeping the podcast going, paying for StreamYard and Adobe and the editing services. Uh, it's a monthly subscription. You just go. Right now, there's no bonus content. Maybe we'll work on that in the future. But it's just general support now. So anything you guys can do to support myself, Vincent, the injured wrestlers below. Uh, times are tough. If you can't do it monetarily, we understand. But uh, a like on social media goes a long way. Subscribing to YouTube. Uh, you, like right now, I'm on. I made thirty-seven dollars last month on Facebook. And you know what? It, you know what all had to happen. People liked my page. Yeah. People yeah. liked my page. People commented. People shared, and it didn't cost them a dime. And it took seconds out of their day, and they made me money because they showed support. Just gotta play the algorithm. There's money in these platforms that that small content creators can get, and it all comes from just showing support. So. I made $37 from YouTube and it was just because people shared content, people commented, people showed there's a value in my content and on my page. Uh, and we can, we can definitely keep this going. If people just show that support to the people they, they care about, it could be anybody. You know what I mean? I was shocked that you Facebook was like, yeah, you're eligible for monetization. I was yeah, like, that's yeah, crazy. bring it in, bring it in. Um, anything else you want to get out of, out of, out of your, uh, off your chest before we get out of here, Vincent? Uh, just want to shout out the Backbreakers kids one more time. I'm here. I'm waiting. You either bring me to you or you come here. My door is always open. I got a key. If you had to pick, who's your top guy in that thing you want to work? Who's your top? You said Donnie. Donnie's up there. Is he your number one? I already faced Donnie. Give me Ricky. Oh, you want Ricky Price? Give me Ricky Price. Maybe I can recruit you to beat up that no good Ricky Price. I try Maybe to get that guy, the dude. The guy bashed his face off his off well, his own face off his ring post. Dude can't even handle his issues with the ring post. So yeah, I can't. I, I brought a guy in to beat up Ricky, and he bashed his own face off a turn. Maybe Crispy will do it. <laughs> Maybe Crispy will do it. We tried that once, you know. I I've watched the Ricky Price Crispy block up. You know, it was uh it was a nightmare. <laughs> I'll tell you what, it was the most entranced in a match I've ever been in. I was in the match. <laughs> it was fun to call. It was very, very fun to call. Uh, I think it's going to be one of those matches we look back on in a couple of years, and it's going to be something we highlight. Yeah. But uh, thank you, Vincent, so much. Uh, like I said, I, I, I hate on the honor, uh, honor Society a lot. By the way, there's a new TV show out right now called Honor Society. Did you know that? No. <laughs> like Peacock or something. It's, it's the kid from Stranger Things, the, the, the teeth guy, the teeth kid. He's part of a show. It's either on Peacock or Hulu or something, and it's called The Honor Society. So that's not a bad thing because if no, people no, start, no. you get your social media presence up and make an Honor Society Facebook page and social media accounts, people are going to search for that show and maybe stumble across a wrestling group. So only I'll cool. be mad that I didn't capitalize on making all the accounts on Twitter and all that so they could pay me for the the handle. <laughs> yeah, very true. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I just seen it the other day. I think it's either it's about to start or it just started. But uh, thank you for your time, brother. Thanks for I, like I said, I'm very, very happy that uh, I could be a part of your, your your early career and my voice is there. That means a lot to me, and it may not even be – you might not even be aware of it, but uh, I'm, I'm excited to keep watching you grow. Keep working your ass off. I'm hearing nothing but good things coming out of, the, out of, out of that sanctuary camp about you, and uh, let, let's uh, – Let's let's make 2023 a fucking the sanctuary a place to be. Let's, sure, let's get let's get those pews full. Let's get people rocking. Let's get people excited. Let's build that brand and let's have some fucking fun, man. But thank you guys so much for tuning in. Make sure you hit that like, subscribe if you haven't done so already, and share uh, everyone over on the Facebook side. Thank you for the hearts, the likes, the care emojis. It means the world. Here's some Billy Trey. We'll see you later on tonight at seven o'clock with Security Inc. See ya. while Chris is here.